2: to the total car score podcast bringing you the world of cars from inside the car and now your hosts carl brower lauren fix and javier mota
3: today we're not inside a car neither of us uh, how are you lauren i'm great
2: yeah i'm glad to be home for a little bit I know you too carl right
1: yeah, this is a non travel week for me. It's the first one in like three weeks and the last one for the next three weeks, but I am home this week.
3: Yeah, I'm on a quote unquote vacation, but I'm working with you mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> so I'm in right. Chile skiing in the summer in the Northern Hemisphere, and I'm here in the bed of the winter, really cold, minus three degrees. Uh, great skiing, great wine. I don't want to make you guys jealous, but that's what I'm doing this
1: week. <laughs> nice.
3: Sounds like fun. Yeah. And you, Carl, were in a little bit of snow or some kind of weather last week, I heard, too, right?
1: Yeah, I know. I didn't have to go to the Southern Hemisphere. I was able to experience sub-freezing temperatures uh, in the mountains (laughs) of Denver, Colorado. But, uh, yeah, I was up there for a Telluride activity, watching them shoot the next uh, commercial for the TV campaign for the new Telluride, which, as you know, uh, believe it or not, I can't believe Kia did this, they're making an off-road oriented version of their Telluride. No other automakers thought of this, but they decided to oh, really, really be, oh, wow. be pioneering and cutting edge, and they're going to have an off-road oriented version of one of their popular SUVs. I don't know where they got the idea, but I think it's broken.
3: Yeah, wait, I, I don't know either. You, <laughs> no, no, that. No, one
1: else, no one else is even thinking of it like this. What, what is that brand that
3: has been around since, for like 75 years, I think? Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you got wilderness uh, Subarus and Rav fours, and they're all you know pro. Oh yeah, yeah, everyone's going off road now. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. so I was uh, I was in a, a hailstorm at the top of the, uh, uh, Imogene. I think it's called Imogene Pass, uh, thirteen thousand plus feet, and then it started hailing up there, and it was probably mid thirties at the highest. But yeah, it was fun.
3: Well I'm enjoying the cold weather in a very different way to you so sorry about uh, what happened to you and I guess that's the result of your voice, huh?
1: yeah, so now i'm I'm feeling the effects uh, for some reason I got a little <laughs> sick after that. I don't know why, but
3: yeah, you can't figure that one out <laughs> so while I was uh, while I've been here in Chile um, skiing, Lauren shared some of the news that it's happening in the u s and I guess one news that probably is not very unexpected is that another. Electric manufacturer is going like, not bankrupt, but like basically running out of cash, right? Like
2: Feather A uh, Future? Is that the one, Laurie? F- Faraday Future, yeah. I w- remember, they were funded by the Chinese, and they uh, opened up a plant in Nevada, and uh, it, they thought they were going to come up with a great idea. I mean, they had literally come up with this really unique, I would say futuristic um, style, but yeah. it was born in California with the global DNA, and they they really thought about making this FF ninety one is what they were gonna call it. However, looks like they're out of cash for the second time. And remember, when they started, like everyone else, they hired a bunch of executives from other car companies that knew what they were doing, and now they're out of cash. That's very interesting because yeah. I mean Carl, you have been
3: following the story too, I'm I'm sure. And we have seen this, as Lauren said, like these companies pop out of some of them out of blue, some others from former operations, different names. And uh, they hire like high level executives and then like they run out of money. And I thought about this episode because what we did last week in Vietnam, we will get into this, but I mean, how many others that you remember, Carl, in the past four or
1: five uh-huh. years? Gosh, you team? know, well, remember <laughs> so Coda? Remember Coda? <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: yeah, Coda, that was a pretty hideous car though.
1: Yeah, there was uh, Coda, Fisker. Fisker's first time around, he's back again. Uh, mm-hmm. There's more. I'm forgetting them and all, but that's why you know a lot of people. I can I know that people who aren't experienced in this industry they hear me when I respond about new vehicle ventures, and I'm always super cynical and pessimistic, and they always wonder why, and I always feel like because I know about this industry probably more than you do. Because if you knew as much as I do, you'd be pessimistic too. Okay, I mean, how many? Yeah. How it's, many? It's
2: expensive. It's how many? Have, how many
1: have we seen of these? Comments? Oh, we're the we're the new greatest. We're going to take over the world. And again, fast is now wearing that role and wearing that hat and playing that song. And they get the cash. They appear and to have cash. That? They're being aggressive, so it's like, no, no, that's different with fast. Well, believe it or it's not, not it? guess what? Coda mm-hmm. said. Guess what? Guess no, what? But, uh, okay. you know, what was the other one?
2: Byton the one that had like 14 oh, yeah, worth of uh, screens in the front, right? Yeah. Right. I forgot about that. And then, of course, you know, we had the car that was going to fly, the Aptera. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a flying car. That was like 2002. It'll fly 300 miles or down the ground. And everyone thought, geez, this is really, really cool.
3: So anyway, I mean, you were talking about being fast. And I think after the trip that Lauren and myself did a couple of weeks ago, I mean, I don't know, Lauren, do you think, again, we talked about already on an episode about this, but based on what we saw and we learned, especially about the BIN group, um, what
2: do you think? Are they going to run into the same problems? I mean, I th- I, I, don't I think they got to sort out this battery. The more I think about it, what their plan is so that everyone knows is you buy a car, your car payment is whatever, one ninety nine a month. Then they come back at you and say, all right, so now you have to lease the battery, and that's an extra, I don't know, $99 a month. People are confused enough as it is when you go to the finance and insurance guy, the F&I guy, and, they, and they're going through, this is what your number is, is your paperwork, is are leasing, or you're buying, and now you're saying you're going to lease a car, and you have to lease a battery, it is just not going to fly here in North America. I just think it's too confusing as it is, and you'd have to sell it as a whole new concept, and I just don't see it working here i didn't say the car was bad i just think they got to make it all one price yeah
3: but uh, i mean based on the explanation they were giving us it's like they say or they claim that it makes more sense for the consumer because they're really getting the battery that they actually need and and some example or like comparison that they did is like for example people buy the new iphone with the biggest memory and then they also pay for the iCloud to put their stuff, and they never pull up the memory of their phone or the iCloud. So, um, Beamfast is saying that uh, they're gonna, this plan is gonna help the consumers because they're gonna really use what they buy, and that's more convenient, but you're right. It needs a lot of explanation.
2: I don't. I don't know if consumers are gonna go for that. I really don't. I just have this gut feeling uh, and we talked to Sebastian Blanco also about this, and we both kind of agreed that this is, it the concept makes sense, but yet again it doesn't.
3: So, Carl, is that uh, can can I pick your cynical side again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> always, it's always ready to go. Trust me. Um, I mean, I I would agree with you guys. You know, if that's if that's the thinking, and it's funny when you when they do the iPhone comparison because I always buy the biggest memory for my iPhone, but I'm not. I do have an iCloud thing, but it's a relatively small amount, and I personally hate the cloud. Everyone's like, no, the cloud, the cloud, the cloud, and it's like the cloud is – the cloud to me is kind of like having a a plug-in hybrid. If there's a battery that can run me on uh, pure electricity for a while, great, but I need gasoline when thing when the going gets tough. If there's an iCloud yeah. that can store my stuff somewhere, great. I need things physically on my phone because once in a while yeah. – actually, or maybe all the time – uh, yeah. The iCloud ain't available. How many times have we all been somewhere and it's like, oh, I need this thing, but it's in the it's in the cloud. You know the cloud. Oh, you mean the cloud? I can't access right now. Yeah, that's where it is. So I use my my on board physical memory in my devices far more often, and I have far more faith in it than I do in iCloud and uh, anything in the cloud. And and also it helps the resale value because I I can't believe what I can sell old Apple products for. when you have the biggest, best one with the most. Processing capability and the best and the best uh, fastest speed processor, they just go for that much more. So uh, to me, it's an investment in future resale value. But um, you know, honestly, I look at like the Faraday Future situation, and I, I I'll be honest with you guys, I would totally forgotten about them. And if someone had asked me two days ago before we heard this news, I would have said they've already gone out of business, right? So. Yeah. Let's not even I'm not even gonna think or worry about Faraday future. I'm worried about like Rivian, okay, that's who I worry about and and oh, wow. and the reason is the reason's obvious, okay. Everything mm-hmm. involved in making an electric vehicles got worse in the last six months, right the the chip supply and they need three times the chips a regular car. worse. the cost of raw materials to produce batteries last six months worse. Consumer confidence, which directly plays into your willingness to buy expensive things. And we all know electric cars cost more than the equivalent internal combustion car. Consumer confidence last six months, worse. So everything that it takes to be successful as an electric vehicle manufacturer got harder and more challenging and more difficult in the past six months. Now, maybe in the next six months, it'll go back the other way. But it just is a further proof that anytime a manufacturer says, we're going to do this, or this is how we see things going, or here's our 10-year plan, I always want to just mm-hmm. laugh because it's like, you guys don't know what's going to be going on in 10 weeks and you have no, no idea what's going to be going on in 10 months. So 10 years right. means nothing to me. And I know it honestly means nothing to you guys too. Everything you're saying about 10 years out is a posturing for stock prices and image. It has nothing to do with reality because you don't know what's going on in 10 years. And if you say you do, you're lying. to me. Uh,
3: but, Laura, it's true. Based again on what we saw in Vietnam, besides the, the business plan and all that thing, I mean, the strength of the bean group, do you think that gives them a little bit of an advantage or a little bit of better chances of making it?
2: Well, I, I think if if they can fit into the U.S. market and they listen to uh, a couple of us who sat down with engineers and explained, this is what you need to do to sell in the U.S. They're not used to selling vehicles that drive in snow, snow like we have up here in Buffalo that gets into all these you know, nooks and crannies, and then that rusty salt water gets packed down into the inner fender well. So we were talking to the um, one of the engineers, and he he didn't even realize that they had no weather strip in areas that would cause instant rot out here in the upper half of the U.S. Wow. So are those are the kind of things. That if they can sort that out, they do move quickly. They they do have a, a quite a large team. If the product they bring to market from the beginning is quality and they figure out this pricing structure as one price and they come in, right. They will start taking a piece of Mitsubishi's market, but they're not at the Honda Toyota level. They're not a Kia Hyundai level and they have to be in order to sell big numbers if they wish to be successful here in North America. And I'm shocked that they would want to go here first rather than going to some other country to start building and expanding going from Vietnam right to the U S is a massive bite and it's possible but I I think they might be too aggressive,
3: too optimistic. Maybe I guess.
2: Yes, I mean I hope they do. I they certainly don't want anyone to fail. That's like oh, the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So another piece of news that I uh, kind of missed because again I'm in quote unquote vacation is about mm-hmm. the new electric vehicle bill, right? That the Congress passed, and uh, either you like put me up
1: to
2: date and the audience too. <laughs> Well, I'm happy, Carl. You want me to handle this a little
1: bit of this? Uh, let me let me do a high level, and then you deep dive, okay, Lauren? My, go for my, it. Because I I probably don't have it down as well as you do either, Lauren. I've been pretty busy the last forty eight hours, but my understanding is that they've gone ahead and and revived the seventy five hundred dollar incentive, and I think they've even expanded it so it's a little easier to access in terms of uh in terms of how it can be applied to the car because it used to just be purely a tax credit, but now I think you can also make it like just Immediately come in on the price of the vehicle. And they've taken the 200,000 cap off. So people like GM and Tesla, who are past 200,000 EV sales, can get back in on taking advantage of this. But there's a huge component that relates to battery production for the cars. And essentially, it has to be domestic. And the report that I saw that was pretty interesting was saying uh, the challenges to getting a domestic, primarily based production of batteries is too high for this bill to work because there's like by 2024 a certain amount has to be going on and then by 2026 a certain amount more and you don't flip a switch and switch and and change global uh battery production or microchip production from the Asia Pacific and Chinese area to the U S area that takes a little bit of time and that the bill seems mm-hmm. maybe a little unrealistic on making all that happen, which would somewhat neutralize all of the whole $7,500 thing. It would all fall back apart again. If if it only applies to cars that meet these requirements that are impossible in the next few years, but that's my understanding. What did, what do you know, Lauren?
2: All right. Well, uh, Joe Manchin and Christian cinema have been uh, Democrats that have been against this build back better program, which is huge, huge billions and billions of dollars, which means without question there'll be an increase of taxes to literally everyone. So whether you make $10,000 or $10 million, your taxes are going up. And not just on the money you make, but literally everything that you touch. So the deal was made with Joe Manchin, who is a Democrat senator from West Virginia, which number one product they produce is coal. And he's been desperately trying to get this natural pipeline in, and they won't even take the bill on. So the only way to get him on board was to say that they're going to allow him to take the bill and put it on the floor, and therefore they would put this into the Build Back Better program or a pared-down version of it. What that really means to you is that automakers who are asking for this $7,500 electric tax credit, which would be Toyota Toyota. Uh, Ford, I think, is coming up on that as well, General Motors and Tesla, is that they would add that back into the restructure bill. That would be a vehicle tax credit. Uh, and the, just so you know, it's passed the Senate, but hasn't passed the House. And the House, it probably won't pass because people that are way on the left, the Green New Deal people, don't want Senator Manchin to have a pipeline. They want no fossil fuels at all. So that's completely against what their plan is. And we haven't heard from Christian Cinema. Uh, they've been trying to corner her, but I think she's going to vote no because she's up for election. But on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, Manchin was saying it's not going to raise taxes or anyone. It's not going to impact inflation. It will impact inflation. When you don't have money, us personally, we don't have money. We, we don't go out to lunch. We don't go on vacation. You don't put a bigger line of credit on your credit card. But that's what they're doing. So the, the odds of this going through are pretty minimal. Uh Part of that would be to lift the cap on the 200,000 vehicle, uh, which of course those manufacturers have not. Adding that back in that 7,500 dollars tax credit and impose new restrictions on automakers who have not yet made that limit. So basically, if you if you're Mazda and you haven't made that 200,000 piece limit, they're going to fine you, which is crazy because they're already struggling as it is. There's a chip shortage. There's a wiring harness shortage. There's a rubber shortage. Why, you're going to bury these companies. They're already off $4 million in sales. And that will mean cars will get more expensive and people will be paying that price when you go to buy one. It's also important to note that if this passes, which I highly doubt it will, the joint proposal from Manchin and Senate um, Leader Chuck Schumer would also create a new $4,000 tax credit for used EVs. And there's a lot of problems with used EVs. Um, yeah. There's actually been a couple stories in Inside Edition where people have bought them for like $5,000 and they need $14,000 batteries. So no one wants to be in that position. So why it sounds great on the surface, I think that one could be problematic. But remember, the battery issue is critical minerals, and all of our minerals come from China. And they're quite mad at us right now because Nancy Pelosi landed in Taiwan. They didn't want her to. She did anyhow, which she had to, otherwise we would have looked weak. But now they're saying we're going to pay the price which scares me that they're really going to put a stop on allowing us to get any chips. They can stop shipping us whatever they want and really make us suffer for her showing up there. So I don't know why this all began anyhow, but the billions of dollars that would be needed to pay for this build back better program would really crush our economy and it would increase inflation and it would cause taxation to go through the roof. And, um, after being in Vietnam, Javier and I know what it's like when a communist country comes in and sort of says, we're taking all your money. And it isn't good. I mean, we, we could tip someone a dollar or two and I thought they were going to kiss us because 50 US dollars is 1 million Vietnamese dongs. That's nothing. So oh, we oh. give them a dollar, they're happy.
3: So as Carl said uh, before, um, you plan for 10 years and then you don't know what's going to happen in the next six months. So that's pretty bad. Right. And that the whole situation is bad. So anyway. Very interesting, and uh, really nice to talk to you guys uh, from the distance again here from Chile. And you know what there's no shortage of here in Chile? What? Wine. That's Snip. not where
1: I'm going now. <laughs> okay. That's good. Uh, so, oh I was going I was, I was to say something far worse. Chile. <laughs> I was going to say Chile. There's no shortage of chili in Chile, but anyways. Uh, oh, no, not, not either.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Carl, Carl, where are you heading to next so we can uh, be looking for your escapades?
1: Uh, Monday through Wednesday, I will be in Asheville. Is it North or South Carolina? I can't remember. It's one of the Carolinas. I will
2: see you there. I will see you're, oh, you're Monday, Wednesday. I'm Wednesday through Friday with Javier. We're going to miss you. Uh, we'll be there with our friend you. Mike Hurley.
1: Yeah, I'll be And here Javier,
2: you are in Chile, and when are you coming back? I'm coming back uh, Monday night and then Wednesday night going to Asheville where I will join you. All right. you. And I'll be off to the Nashville Grand Prix for an IndyCar and Trans Am race. So you can follow us all on social media. I'm at Lauren Fix. Javier is at Javier Mota. Carl, you're at Carl Bar with a K. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and we look forward to you, uh, following us and sharing this Podcast with your friends. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Bye, Lauren Rieko. Thank you. Take care. Right. Stay healthy. Take care. Bye, bye. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like updating turbines at one of our indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the gulf of mexico it's and not or see what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in america
1: love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places well working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like t-mobile